0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Benson. I'm your host. It is Monday, October 24th. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. Smash the like button if you're watching on YouTube. turn on Hit subscribe. Turn on alerts. Get notified when we go live. If you're listening to the podcast, it is likely Tuesday, October 25th. And we're recapping a, what everybody expected, a blowout in Foxborough between the Patriots and the Bears, except it went the other way. Bears. Thump the Patriots joining me to talk about it. Brian Wilson, John Breach. What's up, boys?
1: Brinson, you might joke that everyone, in quotation mark, bunny ears expected it. But Breach, do you know, uh, of the three of us, which genius picked the Bears to cover, plus eight and a half?
2: Well, there was only one. And I'm assuming you wouldn't be asking if it was Brinson. And you maybe would ask if it was me, but I know who I picked, so I know it wasn't me. So by the process of elimination I am gonna say that it was you
0: Ryan Wilson I had I, the Patriots is the best bet in the Patriots in a teaser for the uh, the picture so that didn't work out well for me worked out well for me however so that's great Thank um you. The, the Patriots were, the Patriots came out completely flat I mean like disinterested and like just not prepared to stop uh Bears t- I, I, I think they came out thinking and it's weird so um last week Bill Belichick was asked about the Bears and went on. And this is actually why I picked the, the Patriots to win handily. Um, he was asked about uh, the Bears and went on this like 13 minute sort of not a tirade, but just like a like a filibuster naming every player on the Bears roster. They like, talk about their offensive line and how they block their running scheme. Matt Eberfuss's, uh defense talking about Dante Pettis in the special teams area. And it was like, oh, my God, Belichick is trying to let his team know that this is a huge game for them. And it, it was a huge game for them. The Patriots came into this game at three and three winning this game. Set them up. I believe they had the Colts. they had the Jets, the Colts and the Jets coming up. They could have, they could have gotten to seven and three fairly easily. And we'll talk about, um, you know, obviously we have the uh, look, if you toss on the screen, if you want, but like this, this, this rant, he went on. I me. Mean, it's like somebody transcribed it it's so long. Um, but it, it felt to me like Belichick was saying, listen, this is a, hu- this is a massive game for us. We're hosting a team that we can beat and we should beat eight and a half point favorites. If you take your business there, you really set yourself up, even with a back end difficult schedule of trying to make a, uh, a push for the playoffs. And instead they allowed the bears to run all over them. The defense was horrendous. Look at this. I mean, this is the look at the text in there. It's like 15,000 words. Um, they, they gave up. They, they, the bears got, the bears got a little bit lucky, recovered all five of their fumbles, which is a lot of fumbles to recover and a lot of fumbles in general, and uh, converted almost all their third downs. But Wilson kudos to you for uh, getting it correctly.
1: I will take that, and I say that, Breach, as the biggest McCorkle-Jones homer on planet Earth, and that includes the McCorkle-Jones family. Uh, A couple things. I don't think the Patriots came out flat. I think they came out with a quarterback who hasn't played in two weeks who's probably still not 100% recovered, Mm. and they had the Matt Canada game plan for the first 15 scripted plays. It was a couple three-and-outs. Then that horrendous Kenny Pickett interception, Great play by Jaquan Brisker. One of the second-round picks that they took used the Bears did uh, to get a defender as opposed to a wide receiver. In this case, it worked out because I think Kyler uh, Gordon also had an interception later. But after that third series, uh, he got the old yank McCorkle did, and they brought in Bailey Zappi. And look, I'm a Mac Jones guy, and that's no big secret. But Breach, let me ask you this as someone who has seen the, the quarterbacks occasionally turnstile their way through Cincinnati when it's not Joe Burrow or Carson Palmer, or certainly Andy Dalton. Um, What does it say to you when your second year quarterback is getting, if not booed, hearing the backup's name in a home game in week seven after missing two weeks, when the backup is clearly not the long-term answer. I just don't, if you're a Patriots fan, I mean, you can do what you want. You're paying 150 bucks for tickets. You can, you can throw tomatoes if you are able to smoke them to the stadium, but does it serve your best interest short-term or long-term to, to, chant Bailey Zappi when my guy McCorkle's out there coming back?
2: I mean, the booze probably were a little bit much, but if I just watch my team the past two weeks and the offense is clicking on all cylinders with Bailey Zappi and they're destroying teams, they are scoring points. I mean, you look at those past two games. When they put up 29 points against the Lions, they put up 38 points against the Browns. Then McCorkle Jones goes out there and goes punt, punt, interception. (laughs) There's going to be frustration that, hey, why is he out there? I I think admittedly reports said that he was maybe 90% going into the game. Why put him out there 90%? Let Bailey Zappi go until either Jones is 100% or until Bailey Zappi is a five-interception game. You have an
0: an excuse to bench him. I just – I thought that this is or, one of those or, or times. Or you let Bailey Zappi do what, he, what Mac did at the beginning of the game. You're like, all right, Mac, we need you to suit up and jump in there. Like, it, it, the way that this happened it now creates a, a controversy of sorts in the locker room.
1: You know what's awesome is that Lisa Stalter's reported at halftime that Bill Belichick told her, listen, definitely Mac Jones is going back in there. And I'm thinking there's a 0% chance Mac Jones is going into this game, and that includes after two Bailey Zappi interceptions. Of course, Dave Anderson, uh, Andrews, excuse me, the center got knocked down on one of them on the – on the uh, blindside block. I didn't know you could get ejected from for a blindside block, but Mike Pinnell found out that you could. I guess we found that together. But I don't think there's a quarterback controversy. I think, brief to your point, Mac probably was 100% healthy, and maybe he he, he pushed to play. Mike Flory reported that even though Belichick had listed Mac as doubtful and uh, questionable during the week, that Mac had taken 90 to 95% of the reps, which indicated that he'll probably play. Uh, He looked mobile on an early run, but uh, I don't know. That certainly didn't seem to matter when it came to throwing the football because he was making bad I don't think it matters that Mac Jones pushed a play. You know, this
2: isn't like uh, Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, where you can, like, bully your coach into doing what you want to do. This is Bill Belichick. He's going to play the guy who he thinks gives him – the best shot to win and honestly just felt like he got too cute with the quarterback stuff. He outsmarted himself and said, you know what? We're going to put Mac Jones out there. The decision backfired because they couldn't have got off to a more disastrous start. And it just went downhill from there. And, you know, Zappy came in and gave them that little spark, but they did nothing in the second half, zero points under hundred total yards. It was just a nightmare. And like you guys just said, it's the, it, it, in the second quarter it was like, there's no QB controversy because Billy Zappy is going to be the starter going forward. But after that second half, it's like, okay, maybe there is a QB controversy. What do we do now?
1: By the way, uh, our buddy Joe Musa, Bears fan, is literally on air, but also in the comments. We in here. There it is. (laughs) Musa, are you on HQ and in the chat comments? I love it. Takes every Um, chance to dunk on Brinson.
0: Very, very interesting and very rare case of um, a situation where someone comes into New England and scores the final points of the second first half and the final points or the first points excuse me of the second half like that's a bit was belichick and tom brady's thing forever belichick thought it's always important to get the ball first and then you know to be able to go out their score and the the bears they they turned it over like i mean bailey zappi had three turnovers not all his fault but the passage was getting tipped left and right i mean
1: that's they were his fault who else's fault were they
0: well i'm, I'm not saying they're not like it's not like he threw directly into a defender half the time sometimes they got tipped to the left yeah, scrimmage. Okay. that's not doesn't mean they're like good passes. Just that it's no, not. They it. were bad passes. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you this before we talk about the Bears, because we should we do this all the time. Let's talk about the good team, but look, quickly. Who's the quarterback next week for the Patriots?
0: I, I think Mac is the starter when he's healthy. Breach. Uh if we're
2: saying next week though is Mac Jones healthy next week, I'll say Zappy. I'll go out and say Zappy. I just think that he provides a spark. At, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll go Zappy. I'll go I mean, so like, he, I mean like, they that, scored fourteen points and it was all Bailey Zappy. Well, they, but they, yeah, they, but
1: that touchdown—I mean, it was wide ass open. I mean, breach again with your forty-yard arm, you could make that throw easily.
0: But it, also, it's like you can't—you can't be like they scored all their points with Bailey Zappi. He's the only guy who played in the second half. that didn't score a single point. Like, I mean, he, and he didn't look great. He, no, I, I didn't. I mean, he was ten. You can see it on the, the screen, um, fourteen points in his first two drives. Four 4 ninety-seven yards, one touchdown, zero turnovers, and. It was like a, a wheel route to Ramondre Stevenson where he's wide open. Um they they uh, you know they schemed open uh, I'm trying sure to think uh, oh it was Jacoby Myers who caught the touchdown. Bad, it was a terrible pass. He made a, well, a, a bit, you can say that, but Mac Jones literally only led them to three first downs. They pulled him. zero first downs in the first two possessions. Belichick couldn't handle I, the Mac Jones heat. How are you how are you arguing like for Bailey Zappi based on what we saw in the second half?
2: No, I am saying you asked me who's going to start next week. I said next week I would start Bailey Zappi, and then I would uh, go into the buy and say, "All right," or I guess you have two weeks till the buy, but I probably start Zappi against the Jets.
1: Brian Jay called the uh, Bailey Zappi touchdown pass to uh, Jacoby Myers. The Mike Evans is a passes, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is pretty funny. Let's talk. So let's talk about the the team that actually won. Uh, Worth well, they, noting. This
0: is Troy Aitman, who called the game and obviously he spent time with the Patriots. Uh, because of the way it went, there's no question that Mac Jones is their quarterback and he'll be starting next week in a very tough game against the Jets, would be my guess. But Mac Jones is their guy, speaking to uh, Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter after the game from from the booth in, in, in Foxborough. Now, of course, Troy Aitman could be wrong. Um, but, but, you know, that's just the deal.
2: But also, so does that mean they're going to go the rest of the season with, if Mac Jones goes out there and puts up a goose egg in the first quarter, they're going to bench him and put Bailey Zappi in? Like, is that going to be
0: their strategy going forward? Think to play two so.
1: quarterbacks? All right, ten seconds. Then let's move on. To this. But do you think it was because he wasn't one hundred percent? Is that that's why they pulled him?
0: I, my my theory is that, and this is, I could be wrong, but again, this is what I think. I think that Belichick was planning to go with Bailey Zappi. Mac Mac is his guy. Mac busted his ass to try and get ready. He worked, you know, he he he, he worked hard in practice. He wanted to show that he could go in and, and start. And Belichick's like, "Look, I'll let you start if you, if you can prove." That you're ready to start, but if if you're out there and you don't look 100 and I and your ankle is bothering you, I'm gonna pull you and you're gonna have a quick leash and and I think that's what he, a quick hook and that's what he did uh, after that interception. Basically, like he can't let that's Matt one of your
1: that's him, one of your did better theories.
2: Look that bad. I mean, he rushed for 24 yards the on touchdown. Three carries. Wasn't
1: I mean, the interception wasn't great.
2: A, right but they have his first down right, turn, right, but were his struggles because of his ankle he looks fine running the ball he he threw an interception while leading his best drive uh, you know are you attributing it to the ankles is what i'm saying I,
0: I think that Belichick set told mac here is here is how it's going to go if you if i see you struggle you're not going to stay out there was it um is it was it a right ankle sprain or a left ankle sprain
1: it's the left
0: I mean, look, it's also a little different to, I mean, like running on running with that ankle sprain versus standing in the pocket and having
1: to drive on it. You know what I mean? All right, we're going to move on. But Nathan in the chat makes a great point. Scott Van Pelt and Benson's DMs are a (laughs) hairplugs. And, you know, the other thing, we're arguing about the
2: Patriots quarterbacks when uh, you could argue, (gasps) you could argue the bigger problem was how in the heck did this, defense give up that many points and that many rushing yards to a Chicago Bears offense that jumped zero life for the first seven weeks of the season
0: let's let's take a quick break and then come back and talk about that Chicago Bears offense next Mm -hmm.
1: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: So, Breach, you make a good point. Bears offense Oh, look at this. This is a great stat, too. Uh, quarterbacks in the first two seasons to have won on the road against the Patriots. At Man, the Patriots. Sean King. Shout out. Sean King from 2000. Dante Culpepper in 2000. How do you lose to Drew Locke? What's crazy is that no one won a road game against New England. A rookie or a quarterback, a first or second year quarterback, did not win a, a road game against the Patriots from, t- in t- from 2001 to 2012. When Colin Kaepernick did it, then it didn't happen again from 2012 until 2020. Drew Locke, and then Tua Tagovailoa and Justin Fields. Russell Wilson and um, and uh, uh, Deshaun Watson both came close. I do wonder if, you know, maybe Locke is the exception here, but um, a lot of mobile quarterbacks on that list.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. So uh, let's see. I'm going to give you guys a fun fact. Or you can guess. It's up to you. So the Bears finished 11 of 18 and on third down conversions in this mm-hmm. game. What's the math on 11 of 18? That would be 61%. It is 61.1%. Way to go, Brenton. Coming you. into this game, what were the Bears converting on third downs?
0: Oh, I would guess uh, 25%. 33. 35.6. Yeah. And, and at one point, by the way, they were 7 of 10. So, Chris, to so your point, how did that happen to this Bill Belichick defense? Justin uh, Fields. So, Justin Fields was – Justin Fields, I mean – Easily hit the best game of his career, and not even close. Okay, just making sure. I mean, you know, he he wasn't perfect on all his throws. Uh, credit to Luke Getze, their offensive coordinator. Wow, imagine that moving fields around, having designed quarterback runs. What a, what a what a what a unique thought to 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 take the skill sets of the quarterback and to to actually do uh, to to like incorporate them into your offense. I mean, it's it's just shocking.
1: Yeah, in fact, if we're doing a live line sort of race to the top of the quarterback class from last year, Justin Fields made huge strides. Trey Lance is clearly I he's, he's, uh, yeah. undetermined, undetermined with an I <laughs> you undetermined in- of the injury. In- incomplete is yes. incomplete. I was looking for the word. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> injury also works for I, by the way, I'm, I'm determined. <laughs> so I think, so if we're doing Trevor, Josh, uh, Trevor, um, Justin, I- excuse me. And Mac, Oh boy, I think I'm, it's nah, close I mean, to the just, top. Uh, okay, again, we we talked about this last night. Um Justin Justin's making a move.
0: He's he's nipping on Trevor's heels. That's all I'm saying. I, I mean I'm still taking Trevor by a pretty wide margin. That's there's fine. there's stuff that Justin Fields doesn't do great, but he like uh yeah, it he was, beats the uh, Patriots great. Hey, look, I just said it was the best game of his career. Um Most points in a game with Justin Fields as their starting quarterback with 33 on Monday night. Also, back-to-back games with 200-plus rush yards for the first time since Weeks 10 and 11 in 1985. They went... uh, 85 bears! They're back! 243 rushing yards against the Patriots. uh, 45 rushes for 5.4 yards per play. They were... They they did a great job of again incorporating Fields in the rushing offense. Now, it, like Peyton Manning pointed out in the Manning cast, there are a couple of times where maybe it would have been better to uh, you know to hand off instead of to take the read option, uh, to take to to take the take the ball on the read option uh, as Fields did. But he finished with fourteen carries, eighty-two yards, and a touchdown. Montgomery fifteen for eight, sixty-two. Khalil Herbert twelve for sixty-two. They were just pounding the ball on the Patriots, and I I, I do think like. Part of the problem was they got down 10, 10 nothing early, and then Bailey Zappi, you know, gets the two touchdowns. Credit to Chicago for, but, but like it, it, that sort of confidence, I think, kept like if the, if the Pats had come out playing well on offense and had scored quickly, I think that they can absolutely just, you know, pound Ramon Stevenson and, and you force Fields to throw the football. And instead, it went the other way around where, you know, Bailey Zappi, only, you, know, like, you know, he only threw 22 times, but it felt like he threw 50 out there.
1: Here's the thing. So to talking about that defense, um, let me count real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So nine possessions prior to the last two possessions for Chicago offensively, which didn't really matter because the game was over. So those uh final, pos- two,
0: final two, they were running the ball in every play. I don't think
1: they- so. Nine possessions breached. How many of those nine possessions did the Bears go three and out? Uh what? One one. One. Yep. And that helps the defense because they're not gas and out there for 95 plays. Um, and you could actually say that's exactly what happened to the Patriots defense if you wanted to make excuses. The Patriots had one, two, three, four, five, six, three, and outs. Uh I mean, if you told me Matt Canada was, was the coordinator for for the Patriots, I would believe you. Right. So half, a- <laughs> half a dozen, right? So anyway, I, I think the fact that this – The offense finally helped the defense, allowed the defense to actually prove that it's really good. Roquan Smith did the uh, I'm making money in the end zone because he's making money after that pick six. Um, Uh, He didn't actually take it to the house. Oh, he got the interception, but he was still, he ran out of bounds. That's right. He was going to easily score.
2: And and to that point, Wilson, it was the Bears offense. They came up with some back-breaking third down conversions where I'm sure the Patriots defense mentally thought they were going to get off the field. And that like the third and 14 when the bears were driving just before halftime field somehow kind of just ducks around and scrambles for 20 yards on third and 14. Are you kidding me? And then that same drive, they converted a third and 16 and you could just see, like, the Patriots players, like, what, it, we watch film. This offense has never done this. What are they doing? This offense moves like a little baby turtle. They cannot do anything, and they're out here just running all over us. So it, it just looked like the Patriots defense was shell-shocked
0: at what was going on. That field run was, like, it, it was just,
1: I mean, devastating. The thing that. is, I was yelling, please throw the ball away, because that's the only the only issue I have with fields in this game, and it's been a, an issue previously because he's a young quarterback is that sometimes he leaves the pocket too early. Every young quarterback seems to do that, but also he refuses to throw the ball away. And actually Troy Aikman talked about it before the game, or maybe Peyton Manning talked about it before the game when they were doing the preview and just throw the ball away. Cause he took a lot of hits, um, several hits this game that he didn't need to take. And you know, those hits will add up over the course of the season. Uh, that fantastic first touchdown pass. That was a great play and he just got sandwiched. It wasn't through any fault of his own, but those things add up. So don't, you know exacerbate issues by holding on to the ball trying to find guys downfield potentially having a turnover just just throw the ball away otherwise i mean there, there's very little to be upset about with the way Justin Fields played and this is what bears fans have been waiting so long for
0: yeah i mean yeah. i mean couldn't agree, couldn't agree i mean couldn't agree more i mean it was um now there were definitely like highs and lows if you're the if you're if you're a bears fan and 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 you know watching Justin Fields like there was that one They ended up getting a field goal. Was it? Was it right before half where he like took a sack and they're out of field goal range, and then he had a huge pickup and. Yeah, I mean, it was it was um, so there, it's still an uneven process. But you know, I think you have to. I mean, you obviously have to feel a lot better,
1: right? But you, you know, it's funny though. You're exactly right. Just like last night, we all I think collectively felt much better about Tua. But if the Steelers had caught even half of those interceptions, we're talking about, okay, two had, had two interceptions, possibly had four. Uh, and you mentioned it, Brinson. The Bears fumbled five times and got the ball back five times. If they lose three of those turnovers and the game ends up differently, they were having conversations about the turnovers. But, hey, uh, they got the bounces and they made the most of it, and the Patriots look completely and wholly outmanned for 55-ish minutes in this game.
2: Yeah, it was like uh, Gatsy went uh, over the past week because the Bears had some extra time here because they played Thursday night and they got you know they got the they got the Thursday to Monday break, which is the best break you can get beside a bye. And he's like, you know, maybe I should pop in some Jalen Hurts film and learn how to actually uh, take advantage of my quarterback skill set because I think that's one thing the Bears haven't done well. We put a lot of blame on Justin Fields, but. They really haven't been calling plays that suit him necessarily, and they did such a good job of that in this game that it's like, wow! If they can do this going forward, they're three and four now. They're tied for second in the NFC North. The NFC's not that good.
0: You, the the NFL is not that
2: good. There's <laughs> a
1: path. There's a path for the Bears to maybe be in the wild card conversation. If they all right, let playing. me ask this question because why not look ahead two and a half months? What's the uh, what's the the line? Uh, Brentson for the Bears finishing with a better record than the Packers,
0: than the Packers. Yeah. Well,
1: the Brent the Brentson line.
0: Uh. Okay. Let me. Um. So they're both three and four.
1: Yeah. One team's uh, arrow pointing up. The other team is arrow pointing straight to hell.
0: I mean, you would. If, <laughs> that's, that's a good. That's all right. I'm just thinking things through. This. So yeah, that's good. So in other words, like if. If I, I give you the odds. And so like, if I say bears plus 300, right. Yeah, yeah,
1: three yeah. to one, you would, you would, okay. Um, Crush the bears. <laughs> I'm probably going to take bears. At anything with a p- plus number. front. Right? Oh, uh, The bears are definitely a plus. I, I mean, know. That's my, that's my point. Maybe five to one. Oh, absolutely. I'm crushing that. What are you taking at five to one breach?
0: I'm probably taking the bears. Yeah. Well, what's the, what's the Packers If the, well, maybe five to one is too much. I don't know. Uh,
2: well, to win the division, he, the bears right now are 60 to one and the packers are 5 to 1 so that gives you an idea of what but that's what the odds makers a, view is the difference not adjusted yet though probably for the monday night game uh i can't i mean it's up it's live so usually yeah. they would take it down yeah, yeah that's
0: it's a, it's, um, it's live okay i th- want to say we we saw something similar last night when we were doing the recap show so i don't i don't know that that's changed if they had the w- regular season win totals for the bears up they don't then i would think yeah i would think that uh that those division odds will shrink a little bit although I mean the Vikings yeah, I mean certainly it could still you know, so happen sixty to one that that's at least kind of intriguing, I
1: guess. But here's the thing.
0: Right, the here's Packers the to- win total. Oh my goodness.
1: Packers win total is is uh, eight and a half. Did you know that or are you guessing?
0: I'm good at guessing, is that right? Yeah, it's correct. I'm good under at under pack under eight and a half for the Packers is
1: oh boy, is that minus? Minus one thirty. Oh my gosh. What's over? Uh plus one ten. Holy Moses. What are you doing on that breach? All right. I, I, I I'll t i will take
0: back that five to one then, because I think that I think that if that's the case, the Bears at three and four, when they have a very easy schedule. Now they get the, the Cowboys uh, on the road, Dolphins at home. Wait, is it yeah, um Lions at home at the Falcons, at the Jets. They still have the Packers once. Eagles,
1: Bills, oof. Lions, let me ask you. L- let me ask you one thing. David David McNichols makes a, a, a pretty good point in the comments. We might be overreacting to a game against a New England team that turned the ball over a ton. Uh, so we'll see what happens next week. Who the Bears? Who you say the Bears play next
0: week? Cowboys. Cowboys, and then Dolphins at home. At Cowboys, Dolphins at home.
1: So if they if they if they're competitive against the Cowboys, they could certainly win that game. But if it's you know twenty to seventeen or something, I think I'll feel better about the Bears. Like this feels well, like it could potentially be a turning point.
2: But let's not forget that, you know, in that Thursday night game, they were a muffed punt away from winning. So if they don't muff that punt, they're four and three. They played the Vikings the week before that. They were up 22 to 21 with three minutes left. Uh, and, and somehow managed to lose that game. They also played the Giants this season where they lost 20 to 12 because they also muffed a punt late in the fourth quarter when they would have taken oh, over. Right. They got ball at like the 50 yard line with a chance to tie the game. Uh, point with like breach. Four so they have been in every game except that loss to the Packers. And those are all games they absolutely could have won. So maybe. Okay. Right.
0: So what, is the, what do we think the Bears' uh, new adjusted win total will open at? Because it, I think it had stayed at six and a half with the expectation that they were losing this game um is there any reason it shouldn't be eight and a half
1: it's, i mean i would take the under on eight.
2: i would say seven and a half if I the packers seven, were eight and a half with the same record i feel like the bears I was are just probably...
1: compare them to the packers because they're right. a better football team than the packers i mean,
0: I mean they're like bad football
1: teams what? Wait, what you want to
0: say that louder the bears are a better football team than the packers
1: yeah i just asked you for the odds and i told yeah, you uh, yeah, just say say that the bears are a better football team than the packers says kenny pickett <laughs> Yeah, I'll take the Bears over the Packers right now. The Packers stink. We heard Aaron Rodgers say all those existential things he said after the game that you had to have a degree in philosophy to understand. He's concerned. So you would take the Bears over the Packers. I think they're going to I just asked you for the Brinson odds. He, of them. Yeah, he said he would bet anything plus. Right.
0: And you could yeah. plus 101. One. You gave him plus plus five yeah. Two to one. Two to one. Bears finish with more wins than the Packers. You want to do yes, that? Yes, of course. I just told you. Is that plus? Right. 25 bucks. Oh sure, that's fine. Right. Oh my god, we got a podcast bet. There we go. Write Totals, it bots. down. You owe Man, me twenty-five we... if the Packers have a better record than the Bears. I owe you fifty if the Bears finish with more wins. That's that's a the math. Obviously, no, 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 uh, no blood. Oh yeah, love it. I don't know where that came from, but uh, good job, Billy. Um, okay, uh, anything else? For by the way, uh, one, more, one more quick thing on this game. We're not making this a tattoo bet. Uh, the the And Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery run hard as hell. Like Khalil Herbert's on that list of dudes I don't want to tackle. I mean, not like I can tackle anybody, but like if I, you know, top five like dudes I don't want to have to ever like think about tackling.
1: Khalil (laughs) Herbert's up there. Brinson, uh, Breach, who would you rather see Brinson tackle, Khalil Herbert or David Montgomery?
0: Montgomery. (laughs) I think I agree.
2: For entertainment (laughs) purposes, Montgomery.
1: why? why, am I, why I, He's, he weighs more,
0: so
2: he'll, he'll just he'll, pull you over. He'll do more But I'm,
0: I'm just saying, both guys run really hard, and like
2: yeah, it, no, that's Robert right. They just did. Like you out of the way. Montgomery run through you.
1: Um, also, again, I don't want to rain on the parade. I'm glad the Bears won. They play extremely well. It's a huge win on the road. But Jim in Florida notes that New England's beating the Steelers, terrible. Browns, terrible, and the Lions, uh, a two win team, a two win team, and a one win team. So just perspective, but again, a win's a win and breach. As you noted, the Bears had ample opportunities to be much better record-wise, if not for a couple of Bayless Jones, Muff, Ponson, and Luke Getze sort of figured out what, how best to use Justin Justin Fields. And it figures, it felt like all that came together uh, on Monday night in New England.
2: And shout-out to Kyro Santos, who hit four field goals despite tough weather. It was rainy, it was foggy, but he hit four, including a 42 and a 50-yarder uh, in the third quarter.
1: Love yeah. it. Love. Yeah, um, that was that was good football. Um,
0: it was a much more entertaining football game than we expected. Okay, we have to briefly talk about a trade that happened. What In the NFL, the New York Jets traded a a conditional six round pick, which could become a fifth round pick based on the number of yards that he gets to Jacksonville for James Robinson. The one time did he lead the league in rushing,
1: not when Urban Meyer was the coach.
0: Yeah, no, but. Um,
1: I can't remember. He did really well. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, I believe, I think he was. I believe he was undrafted, and yeah. no, he hit a thousand yards in twenty twenty, but he didn't lead the league.
1: Okay, that's right.
0: Maybe he let all he let all rookies with a thousand seventy yards in twenty twenty. Maybe
1: all undrafted rookie free agents on the Jaguars roster. He led, that's right? He, yes. He no, I like fifth,
0: fifth overall in
2: rushing in twenty twenty. There's the
1: yeah, uh, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, he overcame the Achilles injury, which is you know he was obviously great news for him. Uh, Got a lot of looks early this season, and and that, the, the workload sort of went south as uh, Etienne became more involved in the offense. And I think this is a great move for James. I think it's a great move for the Jets. I think the Jaguars get the, the draft picks, and hopefully if James stays healthy, it'll be a, probably most certainly a fifth-rounder because Brees Hall, unfortunately, is done for the year with the ACL and the meniscus. And I just, I'll just i stick with what I said yesterday, Breach. This Jets team is the updated version of Mark Sanchez and, and Rex Ryan. Running game defense – and hope that Zach Wilson can can string together some passes.
2: Yeah, that feels about right. And look, James Robinson, like you said before, ATN came in and, and uh, Robinson saw his snap count cut and didn't even touch the ball against the Giants, which was surprising. I mean, he had a hundred yards against the Chargers when the Jags just throttled them back in Week Three. Uh, and then had a couple good games in week one and week two. So uh, he's somebody who can contribute. And this is, I think if you're the Jets, you're thinking, man, at worst, we just gave away a fifth round pick to someone who is going to help our offense. Because as you're saying, Wilson, if this is Mark Sanchez part two, you don't want Zach Wilson carrying your team. You do need somebody back there in the backfield, to take some pressure off him. So I think it's a good trade for the Jets.
0: Also, what's, very, uh, what's the word uh... though? Because they have my boy Bam Knight on their practice squad. I was hoping they'd call him up and, and use like him. I like Bam sure. Sonovan, right? Yeah, it's out of night. What was the. He uh, um, was obviously I, a free agent after this year, too. So it sort of makes sense for the Jaguars to do that.
1: What's the Elijah Bear Tucker news? Out you know? for the season. Aye, that oh, stinks. Yeah, that okay, stinks. that's a problem. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, hey, boy. So Mackay's out, their first round pick. Elijah's out, their first round pick along the offensive line. So that, that's a way bigger issue. Maybe not way bigger. That's a big issue as well because Brees Hall was obviously workhorse and Michael Carter is in a sort of a full time uh, workhorse back. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. All right, yeah, I mean, gonna, but, know, mean more are, on
0: more on Zach. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just gonna say that. I mean, the Jets are five and two, and this is a dirt cheap running back trade. They are going to be a running team. You know, you can um, pick up the the, you know, the LaFleur scheme Lafleur Shanahan scheme pretty easily. And it, it wouldn't be. Like, it wouldn't be crazy if James Robinson came in and was really effective, and it's also a big win for Travis Etienne, who hopefully will get to uh, he flashed a lot on Sunday for the Jaguars. Hopefully, we'll get uh, plenty of run down there in Jacksonville. Um, yeah, you know, I just I like I, I don't blame the Jets for this. Good for them. Like if if you're the if if you're the Jets and the Giants, the the way that the ownership has operated over the last few years in terms of quickly turn you know because you have people like bashing the coaches in the media and they quickly turn on the coaches and the gms if you can go out there and you know make if you make a playoff run particularly like the for the jets it would be especially huge i think the giants at this point are you know the, the ownership is fine with brian dable and joe shane what they're doing but like we definitely have been saying all right what happens if the jets stink this year and zach wilson's awful you know or joe douglas and robert sala like getting on the hottest seat uh, you go out to make a, a playoff run and you are you are not concerned about being on the hot seat for a couple of years, I don't think.
1: No. I, I, well, for a season, you don't get a couple of years. I think if you go, I, I think it buys you a little time. Yeah, we'll see. So I, okay. I mean, look, look, if, they, if they go out and finish nine and eight,
0: make the playoffs in the AFC and then go five and 12 next year, then yes, he's on the hot seat again.
1: But yeah, that's, that's right. So it's not a couple of years. So here's the, here's the, the bad news. Uh, George Fant is eligible to come off injured reserve, but it may not be this week. Robert Sala said in terms of replacing Elijah Bear Tucker, uh, Cedric Abwehi is the next man up, Breach, and you know him quite well as the former Bengals first-round pick. What are your thoughts on Cedric Abwehi as... Actually, uh, the
0: reason why the Bengals moved on from Andrew Whitworth, which cost him five or six years of playoff runs. Oh boy. I mean, that sounds about right.
1: happening here?
2: Offensive line fell apart. He didn't last long in Cincinnati. Didn't even make it to his fifth year and the Bengals are like, all right, man, you're done here. And that was it. And so if you're a journeyman, offensive lineman, there's a reason you're a journeyman, offensive lineman, and he's already played for, I think this is his fifth team, uh, since he, the Bengals drafted him in 2015. So you're talking about a guy who is not considered uh, a weekly starter. He is not someone you want to have in there.
1: You know where they got him from? The Houston Texans practice squad. Yeah, that's... Houston that's Texans right. have issues along the offensive line, but not so dire that they called up Cedric Abohi. So he is the next man up. And I wonder if that's going to be the the monkey wrench, not Brees Hall, who's obviously a great player and was destined to be Rookie of the Year offensively. It's going to be lose, losing Elijah Elizabeth Tucker after losing Makai Beckton and the issues along the offensive line. I will say they had two serious injuries. Uh, the Jets did. Both were on natural grass so that sucks. so
2: get rid of the natural grass and put in <laughs> turf everywhere <laughs>
1: play play in bouncy houses everywhere i think is a the lesson there
0: um somebody said that the jets uh don't fire coaches i mean they top balls and uh, adam gates both got fired pretty quickly but just saying yeah um and magini got fired quickly for that all right let's very quickly ryan wilson did a short on the youtube page you can check it out you're probably on the YouTube page right now. If you're watching, go, uh, go click on that and see what Ryan Wilson's take on it. But uh, Matt Ryan, uh, not just benched, benched for the rest of the season Like they made that clear. And um, I don't, uh, I don't know what's, uh, what don't what, you know, what?
1: he's terrible, great guy, terrible NFL quarterback. Right. Is Sam Ellinger going to be better? We're going to find out together. But I mean, <laughs> the fact that they turned to Sam Ellinger tells you all you need to know, right? led the league in turnovers, I think fumbles and interceptions. Like, he's up at the top on both. Uh, How much – and look, Frank Reich said that he told Matt that I let you down by not having the offensive line around you. Jonathan Taylor was obviously hurt. Yada, yada, yada. I get that. But there's a reason that after the game, Frank Reich said that Matt Ryan's still our quarterback, and then they had an hour-long meeting with Mr. Ursay, both he and Chris Ballard. I think
0: think it's an Ursay thing.
1: Yeah, no – no, oh. Dookie. <laughs> okay. I, they had the meeting, and Jim's like, "Yo, I thought I told you guys after the Carson Wentz debacle to get it right, and this is somehow worse. Like Matt Ryan got bitched before Carson freaking Wentz." So well, I guess what I'm asking is, if they are, are they tanking?
0: Feels like they're probably no. no must- yeah, three, three, and one. This is Irsay yeah. saying, "It's Makes either sense. you or Matt Ryan, Frank Reich. So you I better get so? this one right." That this what it feels like. I feel like if they if they have a terrible year, then he's just going to fire everybody.
1: Well, that could also happen. So you're banking on sixth round pick Sam Ellinger, in his second season, fixing this thing. And I think you have just, a, just good chances as any. I mean, 3-3-1, three, three and one, I don't know if there are point differentials that I have in front of me, and I, I haven't checked the football outsiders um, in terms of where that team ranks. But I would imagine, in terms of the analytics, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Colts are. Their point differential is negative 27. That doesn't feel like a 3-3-1 three, three team, right? Sure doesn't. That should be close so to You're telling me there's
0: a chance.
1: Chargers I don't know. Are, Chargers are negative 25, by the way. Yeah. How did they beat the
2: Chiefs? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Colts should probably be like 0 7.
1: Indianapolis is 30th in DVOA as a, as a team, ahead of only the Texans and the Bears prior to the Nice game. So you tell me if this is a, a 500 team. And I think Jim Ursay. He I think three,
0: is just irrationally angry at his front office and coaching staff for continuing to trade for quarterbacks and not find one.
1: I don't think it's irrational. I think it's quite rational to be angry about that. He keeps being told that, like, yeah, well, we'll fix this, and they haven't been able to fix it. Maybe they can well, trade for Mac Jones. And look, here, here's the thing mm-hmm. I'm not faulting Chris Ballard and Frank Wright because I think all of us, I know Brinson, because you're a huge Matt Ryan homer, but all of us thought that Matt Ryan was going to be a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz and probably closer to Philip Rivers. And he's somehow been well, the last of the bunch.
0: He close to Rivers. I thought he'd be
1: breaching, and I did. But Breach talked about it yesterday on the podcast that, you know, we all slept on the Titans for those were irrational reasons. The Titans are the Titans. The Colts are. A right, team. I'm, just, I'm just
0: assuming that Jim Irsay acts irrationally because Jim Irsay typically acts irrationally.
1: Well, he's, he's not wrong about this. He wasn't wrong about Carson Wentz. And, and now I think you're right that Frank Reich and, and Chris Ballard probably have a lot of work to do over the next few months.
0: Mm. It would be really, really interesting if this team cratered. And then, just as they did in 2012, exactly 10 years ago, fire everybody with a high pick. Very like, similar to when they brought in uh, Chuck Pagano and Ryan Grigson.
1: They currently have the 16th pick. Over/under breach. Whether they uh, where they end up with their final first round pick.
2: Uh, 13.
1: Oh, that high. What? <laughs>
0: They three, three, and one. Down. They're in a bad division. Do you think you're gonna move down three spots in their standings because Sam Ellinger came in? No, you're asking the over-under. Do you
2: think their pick is lower than 13 or higher than 13? Uh higher being closer to one.
0: That would be lower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And then> I, <laughs> I, I think I, I would set the over-under at nine and a half.
1: Okay. I'm going to go under that number, meaning I think they're going to be closer to the top of the draft board. Okay.
0: okay. 13 is a crazy number. It's just too high, like, right? Matt Ryan for six. Yeah, it's insanely. They're going to yeah. eke out eight wins and
2: what? pick 13. I'm going to go over.
0: They have okay. the commanders. Oh, they can matter. win that. Yeah. No, they can't. At commanders. Actually, I look at, I look oh, That's a shame we don't get Carson Wentz revenge game there. Um, oh, at God. Patriots, at Raiders, Eagles at home, Steelers at home, at Cowboys, at Vikings, Chargers at home, at Giants, Texans at home. That feels like three more wins. That gets right. them to six, and they
2: just
1: have to steal two. Okay. Well, they, the they Bears
2: just won in New England tonight. Anybody can steal anything.
1: Not the Steelers.
0: I mean, I'm just curious how I want to see how Sam Ellinger looks when he comes in, because he just looks lost. This is Jim Mercy saying
1: we are tanking, cutting Matt Ryan and drafting somebody. Sam uh, off the top of my head here. Sam was 24 of 29 during the preseason four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdowns, no turnovers. So those are that's a good start. Now you're playing against guys that may no longer be in the league. I get all that, but that's better than playing terribly in the preseason. So he works hard. He studies hard. He's a gamer, whatever you want to say out of Texas, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Why not go to him? He's mobile. Sure. I'm fine with it. I think he'll be an upgrade.
2: It was shocking though, to see Matt Ryan fall off a cliff. Like he wasn't great last year in Atlanta, obviously, but he was serviceable. He was okay. And if he had played like he did last year in Atlanta, and he looked like that this year in Indy, this team would be a better team, but he just, it was a disaster. I mean, he, he, turnovers everywhere, can't hold on the ball, was on track to have the most fumbles in NFL history, throwing interceptions left and right, and just, it it was just one back-breaking turnover after another, and I'm sure Frank Reich wanted to pull out all his hair, so it's just, it blows my mind that literally every bad thing about him from
0: Atlanta came to Indy with none of the good. Well, I mean, and in his defense, and as, as Frank Reich pointed out, no, I mean, look, like, Ellinger's more, Ellinger's more mobile. He's, a, he's faster. Like if You have no offensive line. You are more line, mobile. Right. I mean, Matt Ryan behind that offensive line is just not going to work. They thought it was going to work because they, they brought him in because they believed they were going to have a top offensive line and a top running game. And if you've got that, it's, it's a lot easier to have Matt Ryan operating.
1: It doesn't make his arm work any better. But, yeah, I don't disagree. All right. That's it on Matt Ryan.
0: He's been benched. Hmm.
1: What is his cap hit
0: next year? Oh, he's getting cut. They can save $17 million. Oh.
2: Getting cut with a nice uh, going away present. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, I'm sure there's a thing with his contract where, let's see. I'm, trying to, I'm, just, I'm not trying to Google live. He has, he has
2: $12 million of his two t- 2023 salary is fully guaranteed. Not currently fully guaranteed? Not for injury. It is just guaranteed.
0: Well, I mean, they, it, no matter what, they can't keep him on the roster with a thirty-five million dollars cap hit if
1: they are moving. It doesn't matter; he's gone. We're done. I, we don't. We don't need to dilly dally with stuff. He, so if, he, if the Colts cut him, he can just sit
2: at home next year and collect twelve million dollars. I
1: think
0: there's a pretty good chance he retires if the Colts cut him. Right?
1: We'll all find out together.
0: Ooh, I could see him go to Carolina.
1: He's not going to Carolina. Wait. for the love, of God, in the podcast. He's not going to Carolina. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do uh, when did the when did the when did the Patriots trade Mac Jones to the Colts? 3
1: hair plugs from now.
0: What is happening here? All right, that'll do us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Wilson, for Breach, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later.